to the podcast episode number eight, week number two. Um, so I want to thank everybody for watching the first week of podcasts. Um, hopefully you guys are noticing as I'm noticing each podcast keeps getting better and better and better. Um, I appreciate everybody's patience for this podcast. It's going to come out late for sure. Um, I was actually uh, getting involved today in a really great cause, uh, raising awareness for ovarian cancer, uh, five kilometers walk for walk of hope uh, at Woodbine Park. Uh, so really great cause, really happy to be able to take a part in it um, in my own small way. I was able to walk with my mom uh, who uh, recently survived ovarian cancer. She had to have surgery and chemo. Um, and that was only just a year ago that she was diagnosed and went through those things. Um, so, you know, if you were to tell me one year later that I'd be able to walk with her uh, and, and walked with her for five kilometers, um, I would have told you you're crazy. None of my wildest dreams would I have, have been able to imagine something like that. But um, it, it actually did happen today. Uh, and I'm very thankful. I feel very blessed to be able to uh, have done that. Um, and yeah, you know, it was an awesome cause, uh, raising awareness and raising money for uh, ovarian cancer research. Um, so really, really cool, perfect weather today here in Toronto uh, to be able to do that. Um, and I was so honored and so humbled to be able to, to take part and hear uh, so many people's stories, courageous stories, uh, unbelievably strong women uh, with strong lady balls, as we like to say. So. Um, yeah, just an unbelievable morning for me uh, to be able to, to take part in that. Um, and I encourage you guys, uh, you know, if you can take part in events like that to do that. Um, it, it, it's, it's so, it, words can't describe like what, it's, what, what, what a good feeling you get from that. Um, just interacting with the people um, and, and being able to feel like you're making a, at least a small difference in your own way. Um, I think it's great. And, um, you know, speaking of a small difference, um, you can make a difference uh, when it comes to Maxim's Finest. So we still have, guys, uh, three days left to vote for Anna. Uh, if you can, please do so. If you haven't already, uh, please do so. There's but Yeah, if you haven't uh, voted yet, uh, please make sure you do. There's two ways to vote. You could do it through Facebook or you could do it through the Warrior Vote. If you do it through the Warrior Vote, um, a portion of the proceeds benefits Homes for Wounded Warriors. So again, speaking of another great cause, uh, definitely guys, if you can, I encourage you guys do, to do that. Um, and again, it's just three days left, so every vote counts. Uh, please make sure that you do that if you can. And the link, as always, will be on every platform and at the bottom of YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube. All right, so let's start the show. And we'll start the show with some Canadian politics for a change. Uh, so a lot of the time, you know, we've been talking a lot about American politics, um, but I wanted to change things up a bit and talk about some Canadian politics, finally an opportunity to do that. Um, and actually pretty local, I'm actually coming from the city of Toronto, um, but uh, yesterday it was announced on CTV News that uh, Rob Ford's brother, Doug Ford, is announcing that he's going to be running for mayor in the 2018 municipal election. Um, my response to that on Twitter was just one word, Fuck. Um, I'm not a, a fan of the Fords um, as much of a as much of a fuck up as Rob Ford was. 
Uh, Doug Ford actually scares me. Um, Rob Ford, obviously, as everybody knows, uh, you know, was heavily into drugs, uh, was not the, the best mayor that Toronto ever had. Um, his brother is very conservative uh, and just has an ideology that I don't think would help the city of Toronto, especially at this point in time. Um, you know, am I the biggest fan of John Tory? Do I think he's perfect? No. Do I think he's done a decent job uh, considering what he was left with in the city? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's done a bad job. Uh, if the vote is between Doug Ford and John Tory right now, I would probably lean more towards uh, John Tory. But, you know, that's just me. Um, as time goes on, I'm sure I'll get into more details about why I'm not exactly a fan of Doug Ford, but uh, yeah, that one word pretty much summed up what I thought about him announcing he was going to run for mayor. Fuck. Um, so yesterday, uh, we were wrapping up the podcast. One of the things that we were talking about was a weird interaction on Twitter between the singer John Mayer and uh, Nicki Minaj. And... Um, you know, I thought it was an interesting story. I think it captured a lot of people's interest on the internet. Um, but then it came out almost right after I did the podcast yesterday about a really, really disturbing situation, an interview that John Mayer did earlier um, before those tweets happened. And this was from uh, Mega Mohan on Twitter. Um, so I wanted to read for you guys... Um, what happened. So he did this interview um, back in 2010, John Mayer, and this is what he was asked. He was, he was asked, do black women throw themselves at you? And John Mayer said, I don't think I open myself to it. My dick is sort of like a white supremacist. I've got a Benetton heart and a fucking David Duke cock. So yeah, considering the interaction there between John Mayer and Nicki Minaj, uh, that is probably a really crazy interview to point to, and, and even crazier that John Mayer would even say something so stupid and so ignorant. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more of a backlash, because this was early yesterday. Like I say, it was right after I finished the podcast that I was reading about this. I thought for sure that this was going to become the biggest story out there. Um, but I think, you know, for the right reasons, Hurricane Irma is kind of taking over the headlines, um, unfortunately. Um, but, um, yeah, like, I, I was surprised that this didn't get a little bit more play, because when I read it, like, even I was thinking, like, what, what did he say in that interview? Um, so, Mega Mohan, uh, as she was tweeting, that also said, uh, while a lot of people were down with the flirtation, some were reminded of this interview from 2010. Yeah, he called his dick a white supremacist. So, but yeah, pretty disappointing to hear John Mayer talk about something like that. Um, you know, um, Mega Mohan had actually like a chain of tweets in regards to this that I thought were really good. So I wanted to uh, talk about them on the podcast. She was saying, saying your own sexual attraction is based on race is one thing evoking David Duke by undermining black women is taking it to another level and I would agree with that. Um, 
But that's not even the main issue, she continues. Minority women in Western countries have been subjected to Caucasian standards of beauty for decades, uh, and high-profile white people who should know better aren't helping. Hello, Maria Sharapova for tennis. Um, She was saying she couldn't beat Serena Williams 18 times in a row, even with the aid of performance-enhancing drugs, but she can't talk about the greatest of all time without mentioning her thick arms and thick legs. And I would agree with uh, what Meg is saying there. I think it's ridiculous that that's what Maria Sharapova was talking about when it comes to um, the greatness of Serena Williams in tennis. So, slightly lighter subject, uh, just an interesting picture I found. Again, if if you're not following uh, at History and Pics on Twitter, you're probably doing it wrong on Twitter. Um, Some really, really interesting uh, images sometimes that you'll see from that from that uh, profile on Twitter. Uh, this one was interesting. This was David Bowie in 1980 in Kyoto, Japan in a phone booth. I thought that that was a pretty cool picture. Um, and moving on to another brain dropping. Uh, this show will, will be like that. It's going to be back and forth. Lots of different things happening yesterday. Um, Kourtney Kardashian tweeted out, I may or may not have thrown up four times last night and slept in it. Hashtag birthday vibes. And a comedian who's turned into a musician who I absolutely love because he just kills me he, he responded to that he said imagine being this piece of shit <laughs> so if you're not following or if you've never listened to anything that Wheeler Walker Jr. has done I highly recommend it his songs are incredibly funny um, and obviously this tweet is just a sample of how crazy he can get um, but I thought that that was pretty funny um, another interesting brain-dropping tweet uh, that I had and I found out yesterday was that uh, Tracy McGrady is going to be going into the Hall of Fame. Um, so as a Raptors fan, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I'm proud of him. Um, McGrady obviously didn't play as many games for the Raptors as we all would have liked. And even in interviews that he's admitted that he would have liked um, at that time playing with Vince Carter, um, you know, just in uh, Alvin Williams, um, you know, just just such a good team at that time. Um, you know, it, he wishes, and I think most of the fans do, I do, um, that he had stayed a little bit longer to see what could have happened with that Raptors team. Um, if, if you weren't paying attention back then or you, you weren't watching basketball back then, uh, what happened was it was a Raptors team that had some really good young pieces in Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, and you know this was a team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Philadelphia 76ers back when they had Allen Iverson, and um, yeah, like they they were they were there. They were on the precipice of something great, and uh, you know it, it didn't work out. Um, but you wonder if Tracy McGrady had stayed a little bit longer, um, what could have happened uh, for the Toronto Raptors. Um, again, just to remind everybody, uh, th- this podcast is available on many different platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, it's an awesome platform to choose. Uh, but there's also other ones, especially if you're just wanting to get the audio. You know, you're on the go, you're you're commuting, you're at work, you're resting. You know, you, you just want to hear the, the the audio of it. 
um, you can do that too. Uh, some great opportunities for you guys to do that on Stitcher. Uh, you guys can do that on iTunes. You guys can do that on TuneIn. So in my opinion, the three best platforms that are available for podcasts, we're on all of them. Uh, so take your pick. Um, you can't go wrong. Uh, even with YouTube, like you can't go wrong. Uh, I think we're on all of the hottest uh, platforms available today. Um, and you know we're, we're happy to be a part of every single one of them so so however you guys choose to consume us we're thankful that you guys do that um, and you know hopefully continue to do that um, but yeah we, we're on some really really great platforms and we're very proud to be a part of every single one of them um, there was a tweet from uh, Joe Rogan that I thought was really interesting um, and and he tweeted out saying you know, is this guy going to be like our next president? Half jokingly, obviously, um, but it, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, if you grew up watching the show Growing Pains, you're probably familiar with Kirk Cameron. He was the main character in that show. Um, if you're familiar with Kirk Cameron, you're also aware of the fact that he's become, in a lot of ways, uh, very much like a religious nut, um, it, to the most extreme, I would say. Um, he literally has gone so extreme that he said some pretty controversial things in the past, um, including what he said recently about Hurricane Harvey and Irma. So I wanted to read to you guys what he said because it is so crazy. He said, uh, God sent Hurricanes Harvey and Irma for humility, awe, and repentance. Um, so that's Kirk Cameron. Uh, saying that God sent Hurricanes Harvey and Irma for humility, awe, and repentance. And Joe Rogan saying, I wonder if this guy's going to be our next president because, you know, you do see craziness in politics like that. Um, And, you know, Donald Trump's currently the president for the U.S., so I wouldn't put it past uh, the U.S. to vote for somebody like that as president. Obviously, you would hope that that wouldn't happen, Um, but you know you never know Um, then a story that I didn't really talk about before um, but I do want to talk about now was with what happened with the Vancouver Canucks they recently signed uh, Bo Horvat to an extension uh, significant years significant money um, and I tweeted out Bo money Bo problems for Bo Harvard um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be the answer for the Canucks. Obviously, they're in the middle of a rebuild. I don't really feel like he is on the same level as like an Austin Matthews or, you know, a Sidney Crosby or, or anything even close to that. Um, but Vancouver believes that he could be a part of a solution for them, I guess. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens for them in Vancouver. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, it, it's, it's interesting to see the reaction to it. I think some, most people just dismiss it. Um, but it's significant money, significant time invested in a player. Um, you know, hopefully for them it works out. Uh, Vancouver is, uh, you know, a very storied franchise in the NHL. But um, you know, I my gut feeling is that it it's not going to work out. It may actually end up being a deal that they regret if they are able to rebuild and and start to gather a stronger roster. It might be a contract in the future that they, uh, you know, look at and go. Eh. You know, uh, I don't think it's going to be an albatross. He was their best point producer last year, but uh, and you know that's obviously the reason why they paid him. But um, you know he he doesn't really stand out 
I don't think. Uh, maybe this will be a breakout year for him. I think that's what Vancouver is hoping for. I think that's what we're seeing more and more in the NHL is are a bunch of teams that are wanting to invest in... Um, I, I think that's what you're seeing in the NHL. You're, you're seeing a bunch of teams that are wanting to invest in the potential in players. Um, they're not necessarily looking at the production from the past as much as what they hope the player is going to be capable of in the future. And I think that's what the Vancouver Canucks are doing there. Um, whether or not it pays off for them remains to be seen, I think. Um, but going on, uh, speaking of some really great pictures, at uh, EarthPicks on Twitter tweeted out, Find your way to the mountains. And this was a picture from uh, New Zealand. Um, and I thought it was a really, really cool picture that I wanted to share with you guys on uh, the podcast. Another really cool picture, uh, this was the hidden town of... Uh, Monemvasia. I'm not really quite sure how you pronounce that, but it's in Greece. Um, I think that that was a really cool picture as well. Also from at EarthPicks on Twitter. Um, and then there was this situation that happened. So uh, Canadian MP uh, Jagmeet Singh uh, gracefully handled a very racist, very ignorant woman um, who well, you know, the only way for you guys to see this is to actually see this. So I'll go ahead and play this for you guys so you can see just how crazy this was and just how crazy this woman was, really. Give it a round of applause for Slide Diversity. A round of applause for Diversity. It's so... That's it. It's okay. So, what what this is, what this is, we don't want to be intimidated by hate. We don't want hatred to ruin a positive event, right? We don't want hatred to ruin a positive event. So, let's show people how we would treat someone with love. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. We love you. We support you. So I thought uh, for Jagmeet Singh that that was a really, really good way to handle that situation. Um, you know, that woman was just spitting vile and, and just absolute disgusting, racist, ignorant statements his way and the way that he handled it, um, basically drowning her out with uh, the crowd saying, you know, we love you and, you know, all that stuff. I thought that that was a great way to handle just the hate and the ignorance from that woman. Um, when you see stuff like that, especially when it happens in Canada, it, you're almost in like a state of shock and disbelief because you don't want to believe that that's something that can happen in Canada. You would believe it happening from the States because you see it all the time. Um, but when you see that type of ignorance happening in Canada, um, you know, it makes you proud when you see somebody. So yeah, I thought how Jasmine Singh handled that, I thought was uh, really appropriate. Um, you know when you're when you're seeing that level of ignorance and and hate and just disgusting disgusting racism um you know i was very proud to see him handle it that way and i think he did the right thing there um so lots of respect uh uh to jagmeet singh there how he handled that um mashable tweeted out this really interesting pic and i don't know if you can necessarily totally see it here on twitter but um, he was saying that it's an insane 
wildfire photo that perfectly sums up America in 2017. So this, these guys are golfing right now, and in the background you see this huge wildfire going on. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think that is perfectly summing up the U.S. right now in the year 2017. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about with you guys, and this this is something that I'm truly, truly interested to see. Um, for those of you guys in Toronto, uh, you know that right now, currently, it's the Toronto International Film Festival, or TIFF. You know, even if you're not in Toronto, you know, the Toronto International Film Festival, TIFF, is one of the biggest film festivals in the world. Um, it's where you see some of the biggest films debut um, and, and get reviews that which will determine basically that film's future. Um, one of the more interesting uh, films that are that is making its way through the film festival this year is called The Carter Effect. And we were earlier talking about Tracy McGrady going into uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously he was a part of the Raptors at the time when Vince Carter was um, just having an unbelievable effect, as the movie title says. Um, on not just the city of Toronto, but all of Canada. And I think that, you know, I, I'm so interested to see this documentary um, because it shows the, the, um, the impact that Vince Carter had on a generation of kids, including myself. I would put myself in that group. Um, you know, when I grew up, uh, when I was about uh, five or six years old was when the Raptors first came to uh, the NBA, they first started. And, uh, you know, I was a fan at that time. Uh, my parents got me, like, the shirt and everything, and I, I, was, I was taking in the action for the Raptors. But for me, um, you know, I was always more into the Chicago Bulls back then. You know, and I, I moved after 95, 96, I moved to Atlanta. And, um, you know, I, I spent more time paying attention to the Chicago Bulls and what Michael Jordan was doing um, than I did to the Raptors, and it wasn't until, you know, 98, 99, 2000, it wasn't really until 2000, 2001, um, when Vince Carter really captured uh, not just my imagination, but I think the imagination of uh, the city of Toronto and Canadians everywhere. Um, what he was doing with the dunk contest, what he was doing when the Raptors made it to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Philadelphia 76ers, um, he truly, truly... Um, engaged the fans in a way that's never been done before or since and he truly helped create the fan base that now exists in Toronto and uh, everybody in the NBA would tell you not you know not just me but like people in the NBA would tell you that Toronto is now one of the biggest fan bases in the entire NBA and Vince Carter deserves so much credit for that um, you know it was tragic to me even back when it happened when you know the trade happened and you know all of the drama about how did this happen you know you know was it because Vince Carter requested it was it because uh, Babcock at the time uh, Rob Babcock the GM uh, didn't know what the hell he was doing um, you know there was so much that happened what I remember out of that Vince Carter trade was uh, you know Alonzo Mourning was a part of it and Alonzo Mourning said that he didn't want to play for the Raptors and I was so disappointed I was the biggest fan of Alonzo Mourning uh, growing up and when he just rejected playing for the Raptors I lost any respect for him and obviously that happens in the NBA where players will actually say they don't want to come there and then the team will buy them out um, that doesn't mean that I agree with that though every other sports league you get traded somewhere you fucking play there 
Um, I was so disappointed with Alonzo Mourning when he didn't do that. And I, I don't have any... Well, I do have some respect for Alonzo Mourning uh, because he's a legend, but uh, I lost respect for him, and I still have that lost respect for him that he didn't ever play for the Raptors um, and honor that trade. I, I, and, you know, I thought it was kind of a bitch move on his part to request to be bought out. Um, what's interesting about this documentary is the the filmmaker um, actually grew up before he started to make films he was uh, working for Tim and Sid Tim and Sid awesome show in Canada on Sportsnet um, they had him on his sh- on their show and he was talking about how um, in doing the research for this film that he's made the Carter effect um, he found out through the research that back when the Raptors played the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals, that one moment where uh, Vince Carter that day had, you know, went to his graduation at UNC first and then came to play in the game, uh, he had the last shot in the game. And there was seconds left, he let go of the shot, Uh, the shot bounced off and it didn't go in. And he said, uh, he even said to this director, um, he always felt like there was still time left. Like he still had some time to plant his feet just a little bit better, to put up like a better shot. Um, And it turns out he may have. What this director did in his research is, if you go back and watch the game on TV, you don't hear it. But live, apparently, there was actually some fans who illegally were pressing an air horn as if like the buzzer was going off and you think about that man that's controversial that's juicy that's that's crazy because if Vince Carter had just a little bit more time to plant his feet a little bit better and to let go and execute a better three-point shot there I, I don't have any doubt in Vince Carter's abilities I think he probably could have made it um, you look at the player that he's become now as a grizzled veteran, uh, you know, he's making threes now. Everybody always said, like, oh, you know, Vince Sanity, Vince Carter, it was always about the slam dunks, but he's evolved. He's become a three-point shooter. Again, it's one of those situations where you never know what could have happened, but I don't doubt Vince Carter's abilities, man. I think if he could have positioned himself just, you know, just that time, timing and everything, not just sports, is everything. If you can position yourself just a little bit better and let go of that shot, you know, it could have been a totally different story. It could have been the Raptors moving on. Who knows, you know? Um, But I thought that was a really cool, really good insight uh, from that director. And that makes me even more excited to see this documentary, The Carter Effect. Um, What's cool about this is that its executive producers for The Carter Effect include Drake, uh, but also includes LeBron James which I found very, very interesting. Um, So a lot behind this, uh, when this movie premiered, the theater uh, for the Toronto Film Festival was sold out. Um, Drake was there, but also Chris Bosh was there, who used to play with uh, Vince Carter before Vince left, Um, and just a whole bunch of basketball players. A lot of the current Raptors were there. Um, So it's really cool uh, to see that, and I cannot wait uh, to eventually see this film uh, because I, I'm, I, it, it takes me back to when I was a kid um, and, and uh, Vince Carter, I, I hope one day he gets the respect that he deserves 
And, uh, you know, if Tracy McGrady's going into the Hall of Fame, there's no doubt in my mind Vince Carter should also be going into the Hall of, Hall of Fame. If for nothing else, you look at the impact that he had on uh, Toronto fans, Canadian fans, and, you know, to, to this film's point, um, you know, he's inspired a new generation of Canadian basketball players. You know, you look at Steve Nash, you look at, although, you know, he was probably on his way there during Vince Carter's reign, but you look at the younger kids, um, you look at so many number one draft picks that are Canadian kids and uh, first round picks that are Canadian kids now, um, it, it, it makes you really proud of what Vince Carter was able to do. Um, in, in a relatively short period of time, he made basketball cool for Canadians. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, I, I hope he gets into the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves it. I think he's more than deserving of it. Um, you know, I, I hope that they do the right thing and put his number up in the rafters at some point. Um, because to me, there's nobody else that deserves it more. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, look at what Miami what the Miami Heat are doing with Chris Bosh they're putting his jersey up in the rafters the Raptors should do the same um, you know you look at the stats for Chris Bosh yes um, you know the stats would say that his number does deserve to be raised to the rafters but I don't think he had the same cultural impact that Vince Carter did um, and you know it wasn't just the dunk contest as a lot of people would tell you you look at what he did with the teams he was on, um, you know, I believe he was the first Raptor to be on an NBA Live cover for a video game. Um, for me, I was so proud of him when I saw that. I'm a huge, as you guys know, uh, video game player. When, when I saw that as a kid, um, I think it was NBA Live 2001, I believe, uh, he was on the cover. I was so proud and I was living in the States at the time so to see a Toronto Raptors player on an NBA Live cover uh, in the States was, was awesome and I felt so proud of him and I still do and I, 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 I hope he gets treated right as time goes on. I hope the fans, any fans that don't like Vince Carter because of how it ended his time in, in Toronto, I hope that that heals and I hope that he gets into the Hall of Fame and I hope that they raise his number into the rafters because there's nobody more deserving in my mind. Um, he's always going to be a legend in my mind and somebody that I'm always going to look up to as a hero, um, how he carried himself. Um, you know, some people would debate that, you know, he was Wince Carter and, you know, he, uh, you know, didn't give the Raptors his all. You know, whether or not that's true, I don't even really care. I look at the impact he had and how proud he made me growing up as a kid. Uh, a fan of the Raptors um, and how he was able to turn my attention from teams like the Chicago Bulls and Lakers and look to look again at the Raptors um, you know words can't describe how grateful I am to for him for that and I'm grateful for this director and, and Drake and LeBron James for putting this film together because uh, I think it's going to be awesome and I can't wait to see it and I hope you guys are ex as excited about the Carter effect as I am I literally cannot wait to see this film, um, and you know, um, yeah, you know, as soon as I do see it, for sure I'll talk about it on the podcast what I thought about it. But I can't see in any way how it could be in any way disappointing. Um, those are the stuff. Those are the films, types of films that I like to see. Those documentaries, especially sports documentaries, 
uh, they can be so powerful and uh, I think this one will be too so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Speaking of sports, um, there was actually uh, in a Tennessee game, uh, Tennessee I believe against Georgia Tech, uh, there was a 50-something year old man that was doing the shimmy. Uh, so I wanted to play that for you guys because I thought it was hilarious. And you'll see him right there. So not bad. You know, he's getting into it. Um, so I was thinking, like, you know, the song, Shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, ya, shimmy, yay. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Also uh, crazy, I wish I could play this for you guys, but I could not find this anywhere on YouTube. It's probably copyright protected, so if I did play it for you guys, it would yank me off of YouTube. But if you have a chance, guys, um, even if you're not a sports fan, just for humor, uh, because I guarantee you this is funny, like how intense this guy gets, it, it is actually hilarious. Um, if you guys look up Chris Mad Dog Russo uh, talking about the Red Sox stealing signs, it is hilarious. He goes from like a 7 to a 10 in terms of like an anger scale, like that, and it is hilarious. Like it is hilarious how upset he gets over something so stupid. Um, so yeah, I would recommend you guys check that out. Um, if you don't have the time to search for it, uh, you know, all you have to do, follow us on twitter.com slash thejohndnewton. We've got the link right there. Uh, it is worth watching, guys. It is. I was dying laughing at how intense this guy got over something so stupid. Um, so another thing that I found interesting is that apparently, uh, going back to politics for a second, Donald Trump was actually going to appear at the hand-in-hand -hand benefit for Hurricane Harvey. But apparently, if he did show up, performers were saying that they would not show up. So I found that interesting that uh, you know, performers were saying, you know what, if Donald Trump shows up, I'm not going to show up. So then Donald Trump does not show up. And now the performers will, will play uh, for that hand-in-hand -hand, uh, benefit. Um, so we were talking the other day about Hillary Clinton's book. And I had some thoughts on that that I wanted to share with you guys. Some thoughts, some jokes, so just some brain droppings that I wanted to drop on everybody. So um, one of them was Hillary's new book is called what happened as if it was some passive thing that happened to her. Hillary's book should have been called What the Fuck Did I Do Wrong? Um, considering that she lost to Donald Trump. Um, Hillary's book is full of things that I think she should have just kept for her and her therapist. I really do. If you've read some of the excerpts from this new book, it's stuff that she really should have just kept to herself, I think. Um, I ultimately think that it feels like Hillary is in the five steps of grief process right now and for some reason we all have to go through it with her um, except for one thing I don't want to um, and I don't think you guys do either um, Hillary should really go through the five steps of grief in private I think um, another weird thing that I found um, and this, was this is actually truly an article, so if you go to Popular Science, or if you Google Popular Science, and you Google Uranus is probably full of giant diamonds, 
that is actually a title for an article on popular science. It literally says, Uranus is probably full of giant diamonds. And my response to that is, it is? Um, so yeah, like, popular science with a crazy title there. Obviously, they're talking about the planet Uranus, but still, the title captures your imagination. You know, it makes you wonder, is Uranus full of giant diamonds? Hopefully not or you'd have to go to a proctologist because that's pretty bad. Um, I also tweeted out yesterday, somebody needs to tell the makers of It, the new movie It, uh, that a movie about a clown that scares the shit out of everybody, um, you know, they're a little bit too late. And then we've got Donald Trump there, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, then I kind of went into a rant about fees. Um, so I'm going to go through this with you guys and you guys can kind of see like my thoughts on fees. So my first tweet about it, fuck fees. Uh, when did the American business model switch from honestly selling you a product to tricking someone who doesn't read the fine print? And then I went on to tweet, what the fuck is a maintenance fee for a credit card? Is someone going to show up to my house from the bank and water? my credit card um, there's even fees for not saying Simon says it feels like you know um, fees are all based on the cynical notion of you fucking up of you forgetting to do something all of a sudden there's a fee for this a fee for that um, you know if, or you think about it even gift cards gift cards um, you know which seems like an easy way to tell someone I wanted to give you something but I just barely give a shit so I gave you a gift card instead um, gift cards are a bet it seems like that even when it's free you probably still wouldn't eat at Red Lobster <laughs> so I just treated, tweeted that out random brain, brain dropping there um, I also feel like gym memberships are kind of the same thing except it's a bet between you and the gym owner for you you're betting that you know you're gonna get off your ass and the gym owner is betting that, like hell you will, thank you for your easy money. And I think that, you know, there's so many fees out there that I think there's too much fee fucking going on. I think, you know, hashtag fee fucking, you know, if we can get that trending uh, for Papa John's Brain Dropping Podcast, I think fee fucking is a new phrase, um, you know, we should, we should put out there in the lexicon. Um, you know, there's too many fees out there. There's too much fee fucking going on from these companies. Um, you know, there's no margin for fucking up with these fees these days. Um, you know, if you wanted to go on a plane ride, you know, you wanted to fly inside the plane, there's a fee for that, it seems like. Um, and then I kind of went on a different rant talking about voting, especially for young people. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful that the midterm elections in the US that the young people will actually show up to vote this time. Um, and I had some thoughts on that. So I said, you know, if you can stand in line to wait for a, a damn phone, you can probably stand in line to vote. Uh, I said, if you can find the after party, you could probably find the polling place. And picture ID, you know what, think of it as a selfie for democracy. So those are a couple of brain droppings I had about young people voting. 
Um, Billionaire Mindset, as always, awesome tweets. They had a, they had a really good one uh, from yesterday. Spread the good vibes, and you know that's hopefully what you guys are able to take away from this show as much as possible. I want to try to spread those good vibes to you guys, um, and you guys always spread those good vibes back to me, which I love and appreciate. Um, but yeah, like that's what life should be—just spreading good vibes back and forth. Um, you know, as much as possible, keeping everything positive. You know. Um, And this was crazy. Um, so Hurricane Irma uh, last night passed through the Bahamas and in the Bahamas there was this video that was captured that showed all of the water, all of the ocean water missing um, at, at, at a dock here. Uh, so I wanted to show this to you guys because this absolutely blew my mind and it showed you like how the, the hurricane was forming, how it was taking the water from the ocean and pulling it in to this hurricane. Uh, and this is it guys so I don't know necessarily if you can see it if not definitely check it out on twitter.com slash Newton. but this is a boardwalk going out into the ocean right at this dock and there's no water this is all the bottom of the ocean no water the hurricane has sucked up all of this water now a lot of people were asking after this was posted, you know, did the water eventually start to come back? The answer to that is yes, but it doesn't change how just incredible these images are, that it literally took the ocean water out as it was fueling itself. Um, you know, Hurricane Irma is just crazy. Um, and yeah, like that's just a, a clip. I don't want to spend too much time showing that because you guys kind of get the idea. But yeah, just a crazy, crazy clip. Totally blew my mind. I think it blew everybody's mind on Twitter uh, to see just the, the, the power of this Hurricane Irma uh, that just sucked the water out near the Bahamas um, to, to fuel itself, to power itself, to move forward. Um, you know, um, and Angela Fritz tweeted out with that, you know, this is incredible. Irma's low pressure is literally sucking water away from the shorelines. And that's exactly what happened there. Um, the other thing was, last night, uh, before I went to bed, I went to see uh, a really good movie on the Movie Network, or HBO if you're in the States. Um, and it was an indie film I had never heard about, uh, but it was called Only Lovers Left Behind. Uh, so Only Lovers Left Behind was made in 2013, I believe released in 2014, but it was an indie film I'd never heard about, and if, this, if you're reading the, the story about it, you'd be like, oh, this looks like shit, uh, because it's, it's basically uh, a vampire slanted movie, um, and you know, we've seen so many vampire movies over time, but this one was really good, guys, like, I actually highly recommend it, uh, the cast was awesome, the music for it was great, um, and yeah, like the cast was insane. Tom Hiddleston's in it. Tilda Swinton is, uh, Swinton, sorry, is in it. Uh, and also John Hurt is in it. There's two other 
really good actors um, in it as well. One of them recently passed, uh, Anton, I think Yelchin is his last name, I'm sorry if it's not. Uh, he recently passed away, but he, he's such a good actor, um, you know, taken away from us way too soon. Um, and there's a young actress in it as well who plays the third vampire, uh, the sister to Tilda S uh, Swinton. Um, I don't know her name, but she's been in a lot of things and she was good too. But just that cast, like five really talented actors and actresses um, for a movie that I'd never heard of before. And, you know, luckily caught it on the movie network or HBO if you're in the States. Uh, it's the same thing. Um, it, it was really good. So if you guys get the chance, if you uh, look up Only Lovers Left Behind, uh, if you watch that movie, uh, it is very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, it, it, it has a, a feel to it um, that is uh, very interesting. So I, I would definitely recommend that movie, uh, Only Lovers Left Behind. Uh, it, it gives my it gets my approval you know 80 percent actually on rotten tomatoes some good reviews for it after i watched it i, I checked that out too um so it's not just my opinion guys like it is a good one definitely check out only lovers left behind it is pretty good um and obviously the story continues to be hurricane irma and this is a satellite image that shows uh the size the sheer size of Hurricane Irma as it tracked towards Florida overnight. Now obviously now um, it, it's gone closer to Tampa, it's gone more to the left, which I think is a good thing. You know, you hate to see what happened in Cuba, uh, and I think everybody's thoughts and prayers and well wishes goes to the people in Cuba, because um, they were absolutely devastated by Hurricane Irma. But what ended up happening because of that is that it actually weakened Hurricane Irma. Hurricane Irma became Category 3, and everybody said, oh, you know, it's got the potential to come back to, her to Category 4, Category 5, but it never really did. It, it stayed at Category 3, which is in a lot of ways a godsend for the people in Florida. Um, you know, and, and another good thing for the people of Florida is that it kind of drifted further to the left than what was initially projected. The initial projection was actually for it to go straight through the center of Florida. And that would have truly fucked up Miami, I think. Um, you know, who knows about Orlando, uh, you know, Tampa as well. Some the biggest places in Florida uh, would have been jacked. Um, you know, so in terms of damage, you never want to see any damage. Don't get me wrong. But uh, out of all the possibilities, it seems like it's not going to be as bad as what people initially predicted. And I think everybody is thankful for that. Um, you know, you, 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 you don't want to see things go as bad as what was initially projected. Um, so it went from Category 5 to Category 3. It went from going through the center of Florida and jacking up all those major cities to just going to the left and maybe, you know, messing with Tampa. Uh, to a lesser extent, but um, you know, it looks like um, it's not going to be as bad as what everybody feared at first, which is a good thing, I think. Um, uh, Brian Redban, uh, who uh, I love, uh, Redban, a huge part of the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan Experience, he tweeted out, uh, why do Android phones have a time limit filming videos of like 30 minutes and iPhones don't? So I thought that was a really good question that he tweeted out. Uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, Show respect even to those who don't deserve it, not as a reflection of their character, but as a reflection of 
yours. I thought that that was a really good thought, really good message, really awesome tweet once again by Billionaire Mindset I wanted to share with you guys. Um, this was mind-boggling. I didn't know this. Apparently, Florida gun owners were at some point by some group encouraged to shoot the storm um, and fire their gun into Hurricane or at Hurricane Irma. Um, obviously, uh, the sheriff's department found out about that. They got pretty outraged. They came up with a statement. They said, to clarify, do not, in all caps, this tweet, to clarify, do not shoot weapons at Irma. You won't make it turn around and it will have very dangerous side effects. No kidding. You're looking at the wind speeds, the bullets just going wherever the fuck they would go. Um, you couldn't think of a more dangerous thing to do and a more stupid thing to do. A hurricane's going on in your state. First of all, why the fuck are you still there? Second of all, why the fuck are you so crazy that you want to shoot a gun into a hurricane? Um, you know, that's... <laughs> I just found it ridiculous, and that's why I wanted to share it with you guys on the podcast. Um, then we've got John McCain. John McCain was on CNN earlier today talking about his battle with brain cancer and obviously just returning from a walk to raise awareness and money for ovarian cancer. Uh, any form of cancer really is a, is a concern to me um, and, and uh, you know my heart and and, uh, and you know my, my well wishes and thoughts are, are with John McCain as he battles through cancer. Um, but I wanted to play this clip um, where he's talking about his battle with brain cancer um, for everybody. And, you know, before I play it, I do want to say to you guys, um, you know, we talk about politics all the time on the show. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's politicians that I like, politicians that I don't like. There's uh, philosophies and ideologies that I like, ideologies that I don't like. But it never goes to the individual. You know, you will never hear me go as, as crazy or as outrageous as what you've heard some people at Trump rallies say that they hope that John McCain dies. I think that that is, whew, I, I, I think that that is so cruel and so inhumane to say about anybody. I don't want anybody ever to die. I don't wish ill to anybody ever, even if I disagree with their politics or disagree with them uh, fundamentally. Um, you know, I, I would never wish ill on anybody. And I could not believe when I saw people actually cheering and, and hoping that John McCain dies from brain, brain cancer. Um, despicable, man. I, I, I just find that so despicable. Uh, forget about politics. You should never wish ill like that on anybody ever. Um, you know, I, I just find that so disturbing and so disgusting that anybody would be like that. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of throw that out there um, just to say to everybody, you know, like, let's be better than that. Um, even to those Trump supporters that did say that in that rally, if, if any of you guys are watching this show, which I doubt, but if you are, first of all, kudos, um, you know, you have a more open mind than I thought you did. But also, you know, let's be better. Let's be better human beings. Let's not be like that, um, you know regardless of your ideologies, regardless of your, your religious, you're not religious, you know, just for the sake of being a good person, let's never be that negative towards anybody because it's so, so disturbing and, you know, so unnecessary. Like, nobody should ever be like that. Um, but with that being said, um, you know, I, I do hope that John McCain, uh, you know, 
does well in this battle against cancer. I hope that uh, you know he beats it. Um, and it's interesting to hear how he views his battle. So I wanted to share that with you guys I'm, right uh, now. The prognosis is pretty good. Look, this is a very vicious uh, form of cancer that I'm facing, but all the result, results so far are excellent. Um, everything's fine. I have just uh, more energy than ever. and. Uh, uh, we're doing the defense bill on the floor of the Senate tomorrow, which will take all week, uh, which is very important. And uh, so I'm just fine. But And, you know, it, it's a relief to hear that. Um, you know, um, and again, I, I, I hope for all the best for John McCain. Um, you know, whether you agree with his politics or not, um, I think everybody would say that he is a hero uh, for, for the U.S. Um, what he did... Um, you know, being a POW, um, you know, like, uh, words can't describe the, the amount of service that he's done for his country, um, whether you agree with his politics or not, and I'll be honest with you, at times I haven't, um, you know, I have, I do have respect for the man, and, uh, you know, I, I hope that he can overcome this battle with, with brain cancer, and, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I hope for all the best for him. Um, um, yeah, um, that's, all, that's, that's really the, the message uh, to John McCain and his family is, you know, I, I hope that everything goes well um, and, uh, you know, that, that he's able to overcome it. Um, and then we're going to end the podcast with um, Robert Reich. Robert Reich is one of the smartest economists out there. Um, he tweeted out, the next time you hear conservatives complain about social insurance, you might remind them that disaster relief is one form of it. So, awesome way to end the podcast. Um, I thought that that was a good, good bit of information there. Uh, so again, guys, thank you for watching. Uh, again, thanks for your patience. I know this, this podcast is going to be posted a little bit later, uh, but obviously it was for the right reasons. Um, and it was an honor and a privilege for me to be able to, to do that walk of hope uh, for ovarian cancer today at Woodbine Park. Um, and I encourage all of you guys, uh, if you ever can be a part of something like that, to do that. Um, it's just an awesome feeling to know that you're helping in whatever small way that you can. Um, and yeah, you know, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, again, if you can, just three days left for Maxim's Finest Vote. Um, if you can help my good friend Anna, she's very close in the vote, just three days left. Again, you can vote through Facebook, you can vote with the Warrior Vote, and if you vote with the Warrior Vote, the, a portion of the proceeds does go to benefit Homes for Wounded Warriors. Um, so definitely, guys, check that out. The link will be on all of our platforms. It's going to be down there, down where, down here on YouTube. Um, and yeah, you know. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and supporting the show. Uh, continue to subscribe, continue to like, to share, um, to, to review, to watch, to listen. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, the best is yet to come. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next podcast.